Good evening, Vancouver, and welcome back to Canucks After Dark, the free agent frenzy edition, because tomorrow, unrestricted free agency kicks off, and it is going to be uh, interesting, to say the least. Uh, as always, joined by my co-host, Canuck Clay. How are you doing today, Clay? I am great, Parker. I think the frenzy was you and I getting the show together tonight. <laughs> I got home at 9.48 uh, and remembered that I hadn't set anything up. So we're here. We're ready. Uh, view count might be a little lower than normal because of that, but that's okay because we're going to have in. a good time uh, talking about Johnny Goudreau, Yuho Lamico, Matthew Highmore, and whatever other Canucks stuff is going on. Let's yeah. kill the music. And uh, yeah. How are you doing? I'm very... I, I'm I'm good. Uh, yesterday, uh, I played. I did the double whammy. I played two hours of softball and then a hockey game that went to triple OT. And I I basically stapled myself to the end of the bench and held the door open for guys. But softball, Parker, you know this. It's not the most strenuous game, but two hours in the sun. And I'm not complaining. I love the sun. I'll take two hours in the sun over anything else. But it gets pretty draining. So by the time I got to the, I'm already a bad hockey player. You uh, people know that. But I was complete rendered completely useless last night. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I golfed on Sunday. Yeah, and it was hot. It oh. was by hole fourteen, done, just done. It was too much. How'd you shoot? Eighty three, at Royal oh, that's, that's awesome. I was six over through four, wow. so I uh, I was feeling good the rest of the way. Short game was on. Uh, irons were off. Woods and short game were were on yeah. point. Uh, we're we're breaking eighty soon again. I feel I it. I hit 83 at a run on hole 12. <laughs> nah, you know what? That's not terrible. We still got to get our match in. We still got to yeah, yeah. get something going there. Embarrass me and demolish any type of self-confidence I have left. <laughs> See, look, there's, uh, there's 40 people in here already. With the, people will I'm, find impre us. I'm impressed. The we'll fact that I literally I literally scheduled this uh, like 15 minutes ago. I don't know if notifications even come through at that point. Um, I will tell you, we have some very caring members. Both Lucas and Coach Rob actually texted me, not even tweeted me. They texted me and said, hey, guys, uh, where's the link? And I said, I, I think Parker's got it. I think he's just getting home right now. So, yeah, I was. This is, here's the thing. I thought about it at like 5 p.m. I was like, ah, before I go to hockey, I should set this up. Yeah. I was like, nah, I'll be home at like nine. That's enough time. Mm. And then it was really nice out. It's like, hey, let's go hang out in the parking lot, you know, yeah. just just chill for a little bit. And we ended up being out there for like an hour. And then I remember, yeah. oh, I got to go. Um, so we, well, I we guess made if your it. partner could help do something in the back end, that might help once in a while. No, I'm the, I'm the tech guy. It's on okay. me. Okay, I got to remember you. these things. <laughs> um, so we're not going to have any banners along the bottom tonight. We're just going to be talking. We're just going to be firing off the cuff yep. uh, because free agency is 11 hours away at the time of recording you might be listening oh. to this after the fact but folks 9 a.m tomorrow which means clay this podcast is outdated 12 hours from now so we better not say anything to no yeah that's we're gonna be very true. vague about everything quickly do you uh, check the stats do you know when most people watch listen it like, builds up it peaks around 10 40 i think usually okay and then after the fact just whenever people just listen whenever yeah usually the next yeah. morning for the most okay. part um, so most of you listening after the fact are out of date right now. Uh, Johnny Goudreau has probably signed with a team, a team. Uh, and I, I, that contract was probably $10 million yeah, a year. Over, yeah. 10 to 10 to over seven. Yeah. Let's do that. 
Yeah, he's I'm, a good I'm player. going Flyers, Devils, or Islanders. What are you saying? If you have what if, to what if the Canucks signed Johnny Goudreau? Wouldn't that be cool? Fire <laughs> well, back like, because Calgary's been taking all the Canucks. True. We just go back and be like, all right, we're going to take your best player and uh, overpay him and then suffer because of it. We'd have to get rid of all three or four players, though, to do that. <laughs> yeah. But, but we started that process. I know we're going to get to that. <laughs> yes, we did get rid of two players that made zero money on the cap, basically. Uh, so that's good. Oh, wow. Well, I know I know. once we get to it, even if we don't have banners, we can still talk about what the Canucks have done with their, their restricted free agents, what uh, Jim Rutherford said on the radio today, what about the development cap starting so at least we have content so maybe we'll we'll tackle some of those things to the fact that jt miller is still a canuck to both of our surprise and then we can end off maybe talking about some of the wider nhl issues how does that sound clay we haven't talked about the draft yet <laughs> we haven't done a show since the draft happened i just oh, realized yeah. that we okay, got well, so you, much stuff to talk about okay well you you carry that part uh the draft part then i'll jump in with the other stuff how's that so we got to talk about Lakari Mackey, right? That's yeah. the one we uh, actually know. We have to talk about Elias Pettersson the second. Yeah. That's the, what was, I just want to know what your initial reaction was when that came up that the Vancouver uh, Canucks, cause I'm sitting at my desk, I'm working. It's a, what a Thursday or Friday yeah. and I'm working and I, and I'm looking up at my TV. It's the NHL network broadcast and Elias Pettersson's name shows up. <laughs> what was your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I saw your, your, th- your two Pedersons. That was pretty funny. I was getting ready for work or I was on my way to work. And then I, I think I saw the tweet from the Canucks saying, yes, it is true. We, we did draft Elias Pedersen. Um, I didn't, I only knew the night before that there was a Pedersen in there. And then, then I didn't even know, I, I, who am I kidding? I knew, knew nothing about him. And then the fact that I found out he's a defenseman, that was cool. And then, you know, a couple people actually asked me, do you think they just did it for the, for the pub? I said, no, of course not. They're, they're going to no. take a guy who they think. And apparently he, he, they got him late compared to a lot of draft boards. Yeah. A couple had him at like the 50 to 60 range. A couple had him at like the 150 range. So it was a, <laughs> it was a real, this whole draft was very um, polarizing. Like lots of yeah. players who were super high up on some boards, super low on other boards. Um, yeah, that video has done really well for me, actually. Good, good. Uh, it's done decently. Um, but yeah, that was very, uh, very odd. Um, but the big one, obviously, is LaCary Mackey, uh, mm-hmm. who the Canucks picked up at 15th overall. Lots of boards, like this sort of consolidated board had him at nine that I was using, which took a bunch of different rankings and, and sort of figured things out. Uh, yep. There was sort of, uh, there was a couple of guys that dropped. There was him. There was the other guy's name who started with a K, I think. Oh, Kemmel. Uh, Kemmel. Yeah, it's the one. Yeah. 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 Um, Jimmy Kemmel. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Uh, yeah, so the Kerry Mackey drops the Canucks, and, and Thomas Drance, uh, props to him, just bang on on his reporting. Yeah. So they were going to go Ogren or Osland, uh, unless the Kerry Mackey drops, and he did, and the Canucks pick him up at 15th. Um, heck of a shot on this guy. Yes. Uh, you, you watch some highlights, even in development camp these last couple of days. And it's just got heat on it. Like the sound it makes when it hits the boards, when you miss the net or hits the glass, it's noticeable when a player has that much just juice on their shot. Like, like we thought about Klimovich last season when we saw him together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was really noticeable. Actually, when we were at training camp, we were like, man, Klimovich has some, has some, some spice on that. It was really, really good. Yep. Um, so the, uh, yeah, LeCarry Mackey at 15, good pick. I'm happy with it. Uh, hopefully he ends up being a, a solid NHL piece. Yeah, for, for sure. And I just want to acknowledge Shannon, Shannon Hollingworth, who joined Canucks After Dark as a member. So thank you, Shannon, for your support 
as always, we know you've been here since the very start. And we appreciate that. So here's the other thing. So uh, just to finish the thought on Pedersen real quick, uh, I guess he's wearing number 32, correct? He's 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 E. Pedersen. E. Pedersen, very e. Pedersen. specific and differentiating. And I heard that, I didn't see the interview, but I heard he wants to be called Elias. Like with a, yeah. a white, yeah. So there's a differentiator. So As Bachelor and Shorty yeah. will, will have be like Elias to the point to Elias and yeah. and you'll the casual fans will have no idea what's going on. Right, right. But that's okay. Uh, and I don't even I don't even call our original PD the right name. I, I just say Elias. It's just easier for me. So I guess I'm safe for both guys. <laughs> I don't think that makes it better. <laughs> I think that makes it worse because they're both wrong. So now no one's gonna know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, no one does anyways. So uh Karen Mackey, here's the thing. I like a name with any name with Mackie in it, because Mackie is a type of sushi. And I used to joke around about Connor Mackie of Calgary and that other guy that the, whose name ended in Mackie as well. I called him like the sushi pairing for Calgary. But now we have our own guy, but you're right. In all seriousness, the fact that he was... I heard Rutherford say that some teams may have had him as five, five or six. He may have just been saying that. But yes, I see nine and ten. And uh, definitely at 15. It's kind of like when Quinn Hughes dropped to us at seven in 2018. Yeah. That whole... That whole uh, you know, there, there's... They're, they're ecstatic, they're relieved, they're happy, they're surprised. And now we just got to wait for this guy because he's only 17 years old now. Yeah, and the thing about, the thing about like, oh, some other teams had him at like five or six or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you look at like maybe Columbus at 12. Maybe they had him at six, but they had Matty Chuck at five, right? Yes. Like there's, that's the thing about everyone's draft list. They're a little bit different. Um, I mean, Winnipeg took Rutger McGrory right before LeCarry Mackey, which was uh, a surprise. Yeah. Uh, to say yeah. the least, uh, you mentioned Mackie is a sushi. Now I did what I always do. And I, I do a little translation from Lakari Mackie, uh, Finnish name translated yeah. it to English. Uh, did you, did you see what it translates into? Wait, Lakari Mackie's Finnish. It is a Finnish name. He's Swedish, oh. but it oh, is okay, a Finnish okay. name. No, I don't know. I can't wait. Cause we know John Pond's leaving. So we got to have a new one. Yeah. It translates directly into candy taste. Uh, <laughs> so it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a candy taste. I don't know. Uh, uh, viewers, put in the chat if you think candy taste should stick, literally and figuratively, um, because we we got some mileage out of John Pond, mm -hmm. but I'm and this sure. is John Candy Taste. <laughs> okay, let us know. Should JCT should John Candy Taste stick, uh, and we will do whatever you guys say. Yeah, and I, I, I will, I will prove I am telling the truth. This is Ooh, this is direct from the source from Google. Oh, dang. Uh, there's I also tweeted this out, I think, but uh, yeah, it is, uh, it is candy taste. And, impressive, impressive. So yeah. 17 years old. I, I know a couple guys were asking me on my channel. You know, when I said he's probably three years away, like I don't think he's going to make it in the next two years. I some guy actually some gave me some pushback, but I don't, I can't see him making it within two seasons two seems reasonable uh you know mm, not, yeah. not i mean so let's go back two years right let's go 2020 yeah. draft uh yeah. 15th overall then was rodion amarov from uh for the maple leafs hasn't played a game right okay the yeah. only people who have uh dawson mercer played a full season uh yeah. chinakov or chinakov in columbus has played a yeah. full season to this point uh and that's basically it like 15 forward okay. um so yeah normally you know, it's uh, it's two to three years once you're at 15 or so. Okay. Um, I mean, even if you look at the top 10, there's not a lot of guys who have played 
uh, a right. ton of games. Lafreniere, Stutzla, and Drysdale, really, at this okay. point. But, and by the way, Valimaki was the Calgary Flames guy I was trying to think of, uh, who's, ah. who has a similar last name. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, so maybe, yeah, that's true. Usually your top three, top five might play the next year, so that's one year. Then the top ten, give them a two year. Yeah, okay, I can see where maybe maybe two or three years yeah but i think three is more so he'll be playing he'll be playing in sweden next year okay um and then i imagine probably ahl the following year right would probably be the goal i think Um, so so get a year under the belt in the all svenskin because his team got demoted uh yes try to get them back up uh which is you know a a cool thing to do uh and then if that succeeds then he can come over to the ahl um you know compete for a top six role there and maybe Mm -hmm. you know fill in here and there uh with the big club Now, forgive me, I did not see your draft preview on the Wednesday night because I was coming back from camp, as you know. What did you have to say, if anything, about LeCarimacchi on the Wednesday night? What were people in your chat saying? Now, here's the funny thing. So what we did is we looked at the – so I had the consolidated board, and we said, all right, let's pick 10 or 11 names. Okay. And let's, let's pick a guy who's like our guy that we want. And we picked on the consolidated board everyone from spots 10 to 20. Okay. LeCarrie Mackey was number nine. So we said, this was this is what I said. I said, this this is, for our draft, this is our Bible. This is what we're going to focus on. And if anyone above this comes up, that's the guy we want. I don't okay. care. I know nothing about these picks. I know this board. I've got the Bob McKenzie board and the Craig yeah. Button and the, and the Sportsnet one, the Cosentino one, and the Prawn one. All the boards up. If there's a guy who's higher... I'm good with it because yes. I mean, what am I going to be able to tell right compared to a Corey Pronman or a Sam Cosentino or a Bob right. McKenzie, right? I got, yeah, yeah. I got nothing on these guys. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was my, my pick was if anyone above this is available, you take them. Uh, Kemmel was number six on those boards, which is why I was like, really? right. Kemmel, Kemmel, Kerry Mackey would be good. Um, but they seem set on Kerry Mackey and that's how it ended up going. Um, which, Hey, good with me. Yeah, no, that that's awesome. It, the one surprise to me, well, there are a couple of surprises. Chicago trading, and then they picked uh, that Kor- Korchinski. Yeah, yeah, that's so, a little bit of a reach, isn't it? Yeah, so Chicago basically traded. Um, they traded. De, was it Debrinket to get to that yep. spot? Yes, yeah, so yeah. they traded Debrinket to get up to seven. Yep. Uh, to pick Korchinski. Now, the interesting things about these is they had never spoken to Kevin Korchinski. They did not interview him. Um, Korczynski seems like he's going to be a player. He's going to be a really good defenseman. Um, it seems like, but consensus ranking was about 12 to 13. Hmm. Uh, so a bit of a reach there. Uh, they also did the same thing later on, right? They traded up to 13, 13. I thought 25 was when they traded into oh, I think okay, 13 okay. was a regular one. Gotcha. Uh, but they traded into 25. That was the, Oh, what trade was that? Was that with, Toronto was that Mrazic? Sure. <laughs> uh, I can find it really. Yeah. So Toronto traded twenty five and Mrazic yep. to Chicago for thirty eight. So they moved down thirteen spots. So Chicago moves up thirteen spots. Takes Sam Rinzel, who on our consolidated ranking was thirty eight. Wow. Exactly where their previous pick was. Um, so interesting move. Chicago had a terrible day at the draft, uh, and it's, that's not a hot take. Uh, they had a, they had a pretty rough go of it. 
Um, but I'm, I'm happy with what the Canucks did. Uh, yep. they, they got their guy who they liked. Uh, happens to be Swedish like everyone else they seem mm-hmm. to have drafted, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, good with me. Happy, uh, not happy. Were you surprised that Shane Wright fell to four? Very, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Bob McKenzie was on it, uh, which was crazy because I was doing my stream and I had yeah. like I had tweet deck open, so I had a bunch of columns like I had Dreger, Friedman, McKenzie, and like LeBron, and I had like yeah. all of them ready. And then Bob McKenzie just started tweeting out names. He was like, yeah, he was, he was jumping it. Yeah. yeah, he was like he was a full minute and a half before the broadcast. He's like what? Slavkovsky's first. What? And the second I was like, oh, I was gonna share. He's like, ah, it's Simon Emick. And then Logan what? Cooley. And I'm like, I'm like, how is he? How does he know this? How is he so good? Yeah. Uh, but he was ahead of the game the whole way. Seattle takes basically, you know, most people had Shane Wright number one. Drops yeah. all the way to Seattle. Seattle had a fantastic draft. I mean, you look at their center, their center depth now. They had yep. Matty Beniers, who they picked up yep. last year, uh, who's going to be probably a really good number two center, who would have mm-hmm. been a decent number one center, but will now be behind most likely Shane Wright to be their number yes. one center, you know, two, three years out. Yep. Seattle's building a really good base here. Um, they had a really good day at the draft as well. Yes. I thought Arizona too. Uh, they had two picks in the top 11 and they had two centers in Cooley yep. and Geeky. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, Cooley is a really skilled player. Um, yeah. Maybe a little lower floor than Shane Wright, but maybe, right. you know, could could turn into a real good player mm-hmm. uh, as well. Mm-hmm. And interesting, Montreal makes uh, a bit of a splash by basically making a trade and then using it to get Kirby Doc. That was interesting, too. Yeah, they trade away Romanov. Yeah. Um, to the Islanders. To the Islanders. The Islanders then get that pick to Chicago. It was... That was yeah. a weird, a weird one. Um, that's a big haul for Romanov, though. I guess they got what thirteenth uh, yes. for Romanov. Yeah. Uh, that's big. Uh, they, yeah. you know, shipped that off Chicago on the other on the other side. Um, Romanov was was rumored to maybe be stuck in Russia this year, uh, and uh, you know, not not really a a first overall or a first round caliber. Uh, and they get Frank Nazar, Chicago, which was sort of their like their saving grace, I think, of the draft because uh, Nazar yes. is going to be, it looks like a really good player as well. Yeah, he'll be good too. And then did you guys on your stream talk about this whole rumored Canucks Islanders deal that went awry? Yeah, so I tweet deck open, and then I saw so I saw the Elliot Freeman tweet, which is basically saying it looks like the Canucks and the Islanders are in deep on something, something along those lines. And then it was Irfan Gafar who yep. basically said a deal is done between done the two. Yep. Um, obviously after the fact, there was the whole, uh, Lula Morello saying, well, you got to talk to Vancouver about that. There was all Veen saying there was nothing ever in place, which I mean, we're talking about Elliot Friedman here, right? Elliot mm-hmm. Friedman's not getting this wrong yep. for the most part. Right. Uh, he, he's like the guy when it comes to breaking things at this point. Um, and we don't really know what it was. It could have been that the Islanders weren't allowed to talk to JT Miller's agent about an extension. It could have been that it got leaked by Friedman and Lou said, you know, we're mm-hmm. killing that. Like the, the Horvat Schneider deal back yeah. in the day uh, was rumored to have uh, been a contingency on. So yeah, it was, uh, it was very surprising that basically Elliot free, uh, Elliot tweeted it out. And then for 40 minutes, there was no talk about it whatsoever on Twitter. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. And then we're kind of waiting to see if they'll announce it when when it's time for the Islanders pick. Yeah, so that was a that was a, a tad strange. So Jim Rutherford today, Parker, was on Sportsnet 650 on the People Show talking to Riccio and Sat. And interesting, he said 
that no trade offers have come in for JT Miller. Which he is a said, lie. He said that no one has asked for permission to talk to him about a potential extension. Yeah, that's that's just that's just lying. Right? So? Like it has to be. There, you're saying no one at the draft made an offer for JT Miller. That's what he's saying. Like there's no there's no way though, right? <laughs> like, like, like someone had some sort of idea on what, a, uh, on what it might take. And maybe it was a low ball, but someone had to have made an offer and they had mm-hmm. to have been like, yeah, and it's contingent to contingent on us talking to the agent of JT Miller. I, I think he's just, you know, he's just sort of, he's just, he's, he's being secretive, which is what GMs right. should, should do. Right. And, right, and it's right. something that we didn't really have from this, from this previous regime. Uh, yeah. Sort of an air of secrecy about them, um, where you know there's less leaks as as we've seen in the past, yes. yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So I I don't believe that for a second. He also said, and this is something I, I, you know, as we shift from draft. Actually, do you want to say anything else about the draft? Or I'm we good. Could? Okay, cool. He also said this is interesting. It's kind of I vlogged about this today too. Is when you look at the Canucks salary cap and you look at the roster spots, to me it's very clear that they have about nine or 10 forwards that are locked in. And when you figure in Kuzmenko, but with Lamico and Heimer not being qualified, there are two, at least two spots in the, your, your bottom six. Whereas I see, I count eight or nine defensemen under contract. So without moving anyone, really the only money they can spend, they should spend is, is beefing up their forwards. So what Rutherford said, he said, don't, he basically said, you can either get a, a top six forward and push everyone down, right? Or, you beef up your bottom six. And he said, he reiterated that he's not uh, against bringing a veteran that might help them uh, on a short-term contract. So nothing that he hasn't said already, but it was neat, well, at least uh, good to have him here uh, say it right before the beginning yeah. of the agency. Yeah. And beefing up your top six makes your bottom six better. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, yeah. if you have a guy who is currently slotting in as a second-line winger, let's say, you know, maybe Tanner Pearson, for example, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little lower, whatever. Um, bringing in a guy who is better than him pushes that guy down, makes your bottom six better, makes your top six better. Uh, it's got a waterfall effect, sort of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, if you want to talk about Lamico and Highmore, we can definitely do that. Yeah, we used to. Oh, so uh, the Canucks they did give a qualifying offer to Mikey DiPietro, our goaltender, who's apparently falling behind Seelovs on the on the depth chart. But they did not qualify. Justin Bailey, no surprise there, zero points in fourteen games. And then Highmore and Lamico, which to me, Parker, were a bit of a surprise. Sure, their play dropped off a little bit after Tyler Mott got traded to the Rangers, but Lamico especially, he was a he was a fourth line center that you didn't have to worry about. Yeah, that's what I was gonna mention is they yeah. both were noticeably worse after mm-hmm. Mott was gone. Uh, yep. Tyler Mott was was carrying that fourth line. Sure. Um you have to think that they've got their eyes on on maybe some other players and it might just be sort of a freedom thing right they're thinking well Mm -hmm. if we don't qualify them we're not locked into these guys in our bottom six and maybe we can pick them up on the second week of free agency worst case we can't find anyone better um what they should be trying to do is trying to find you know buy low candidates right guys like you know a tyler mott remember when remember that trade happened the vanek for yokin and a mott trade yeah and everyone was like who is Tyler Mott, right? <laughs> he had no he had no value, basically, like a slight amount of value. Uh, and the Canucks went and and they they found a guy who was a really serviceable uh, serviceable bottom six player for mm. basically nothing, right? And that's what you need to try to do because 
Tyler Mott's now going to make, you know, two, two and a half million dollars next year, which is too much for a fourth liner. Yes, um, I agree. If you're, if you're trying to build a, a strong team here. Um, and guys like Lamico and Highmore, without Tyler Mott, they, they weren't that impressive, right? They were replacement level players for the most part in that, you know, four week span or so. Um, so if you can replace them, if you can find a guy who has, you know, maybe had a down year, maybe has a higher ceiling, uh, that could be a better play. Um, and there's no, there's no loyalty, right? There's no loyalty from, from Alvin and Rutherford here. They don't, they didn't pick up Lamico and Highmore, right? They didn't make the UL Levy trade. They didn't, you know, they didn't go pick Highmore up, uh, for Adam Gaudet. Uh, not like Adam Gaudet got qualified either. Um, so there's, there's no loyalty in, in that point. And, you know, if there's other guys available that are going to be slightly better Mm-hmm. then it is in their best interest to go try to get those guys instead. Yeah, it's just not just, it's interesting because they're they're so cheap. They made 750 yeah. and 800 grand last year, but I get I love what you said cuz it's so true. Just because you didn't qualify them, yeah, it means they go to unrestricted free agency, but that doesn't mean you can't pick them up and circle back to them later. That's a really good point actually. Right. There's not going to, there's not going to be soaring demand for these two, right? <laughs> People aren't lining up to give them $1.75 million a piece, right? They're going to get offers, maybe, maybe one way deals mm-hmm. at, you know, 900 K a million bucks a pop, which is great for them. Um, but it's, it's matchable, right? If, if the Canucks come down to it, they can say, yeah, we can do that. We'll give you a million bucks for the year, whatever. Right. Um, because really that has no impact on the cap at that point because it's hundred percent variable of a contract. Um, so it's really, I just think it's such a minor thing at this point to lose Lambico and Highmore because they are the definition of replaceable in -hmm. this case. Mm -hmm. So Parker, let's work this through. If without making any changes and let's presume that Dowling, Justin Dowling and Will Lockwood make the team, let's just presume it as, as, as you know, Right now, actually, Dowling will make the team. Well, I'm just saying that because right now, I'm trying to paint a picture here. So there's 11 forwards basically that I think have any that have NHL caliber, and we know the lotto line. We know the three Russians, uh, not two Russians. We're talking about uh, Kuzmenko, Podkolzin, Hoglander, Pearson, Garland, Horvat. So that's nine. Dickinson makes ten. So actually, you put in Lockwood and, and Dowling, you have your you're 12 already if, if you did that, but obviously you can improve on Lockwood and, and Dowling. And that's what I think the Canucks need to do. Yeah. I I'm yeah. really interested in what will Lockwood's going to turn out to be, especially yeah. this year, especially after, you know, we, we've talked about this a lot, but our one viewing of will Lockwood <laughs> was really impressive machine. Uh, he really looked like a guy who was super competitive and wanted to have a shot at making it. Um, so I I'd love it if he, took a stab at making the team this year. That'd yeah. be fantastic. Yeah. Dowling. I have a little less love towards, um, yeah. Dowling to me is like a 14. Yeah. In a forward depth chart. Me too. Um, me too. and I think if the Canucks are trying to improve, I don't think you want a number 14 as your number 12. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, he's, he can fill in the case of injuries, but that's Buddha. He, he's very Justin Bailey to me. Yeah. Um, actually, similar, I, I, similar line. True. Actually, another thing, but I like Sheldon Dries more than I like Dowling. But so I'm looking okay. at, you know, and we can talk, we can transition just into uh, the Canucks development camp. So then of the the guys that weren't just drafted this year, so 
Neil Zaman, Linus Carlson, Klimovich, Arshdeep Baines. Do you think any of those guys actually have a chance to make a really good impression? In tra- I guess we don't know, but that's the whole point in training camp. I think they're. I don't think they're making the team. I think they're okay. too young for the yeah. most part. Um, you know, Baines and Amon, sort of the the main names there. Um, yeah. Baines obviously leading the WHL in scoring, which is fantastic. But he was you know twenty or whatever uh, he was. Uh, yeah. I think a good a good year of season like. That you can't jump from being an overager in the WHL to the NHL, right? That's Correct. that's that's too big of a leap. Uh, so getting some AHL time, getting used to pro level hockey, you know, not playing against 17, 18 year olds, but playing against thirty year old guys who've been in the AHL for eight years, <laughs> is a is a big jump. And I think that'll be you know good for the development. But I I don't think we see them making the team this year. Right. Um, I think Will Lockwood has you know a much better chance uh, than mm-hmm. those guys. Cool. So. Development camp opened a couple of days ago. They've done some on-ice stuff, some off-ice stuff, some team building. They've had some guys, in, including LeCaramacchia and our new Pedersen, on the ice. Have you seen, read, heard anything? Or are you interested, intrigued? Maybe even not this week, but what happens going forward? Who are you most interested in? I haven't followed it much. Obviously, yeah. I'm interested in LeCaramacchia. You know, that's yeah. the, the obvious one. Um, for what I've seen, the couple of clips that I've seen, you know, his shots there. It looks mm-hmm. really good. Um, but I'm not, you know, it's development camp. I'm not too dialed in on it. Right. Yeah. These are guys who are just trying to get better. They're getting coached. Um, they're getting sort of, you know, probably a training plan for the year. Yes. Um, that, you know, they're, it it really depends on their level of commitment, right? Are they going to take whatever they get? And I think, you know, I watched Alvin's sort of speech opening development camp where he was like, you know, it's you know, all of you guys have a shot to make it, right? You look mm-hmm. at the names that are here. You have the Sedins, you have Samuelson, you have all of these guys who fought to be NHLers. They know what it takes. Are you going to do what they did, right? And mm-hmm. that's sort of the the key. It, it really is up to these players on how they want to, um, you know, use this development camp to excel, ideally. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh- the players obviously want to make a good first impression. They get to learn about the team, the culture, the personnel, the coaches, the management. But you're right. The most important thing coming out of here is that each player, whether they're going back to college, back to junior, overseas, Abbotsford, wherever they're going, that there is some sort of plan for them to progress, to improve, to get better. And each of these players are going to, like you said, they have this development plan at this develop from this development camp because they're each going to have their own little journey of how the Canucks think best think they're going to make it to either Abbotsford or Vancouver. So that's, that's an exciting thing because really for LeCaramacchi and Pedersen and any other draft picks, they got drafted four or five days ago and already they're skating with, with, with the team. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a, uh, it, it's a crazy jump, right? <laughs> to go from <laughs> being drafted or like guys were drafted in the third, fourth round. Yeah. To being at their practice. Like you look at a guy like Elias Pedersen, um, who has said his favorite team is the Canucks. Um, going out there and, and playing with the Sedins is, uh, or practicing with the Sedins is uh, a pretty big, pretty big step up. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. I guess the other thing that, the other news, Canucks news, is they released their schedule uh, since the last time we chatted too. Yeah, that is, yeah. Uh, I haven't really looked at it. Me neither. Because it really doesn't matter that much, <laughs> right? Like, I, I'm probably going to do one or two away games this year as I sort of work through all the arenas, oh. which is my goal. Nice. Um, but, like, looking at it, I mean, what am I, am I going to go to, you know, where am I going to go? 
I don't know. I haven't planned that far out. Um, Boston on November 13th. You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, so the schedule being released, not that big a deal, except for some teams, right? You have uh, Arizona getting like 20 out of 24 of their first games being on the road um, and some other things like that. But for the Canucks, it's, it's going to be a pretty standard schedule. Oh, the fact, you know, the, the Canucks start the season with a five-game road trip and yep. then come home to face the Sabres on opening night. Uh, not what you'd really expect for a big uh, home opener. You get the Sabres, then two nights later you get the Hurricanes. Um, not the yep. most exciting start. Sabres, the battle of the 1970 expansion cousins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not not crazy impressive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to do the usual with my season ticket partner, Mike, as we figure out which ones we're going to, which ones we sell, which ones, whatever. So that's always fun. But yeah, um, it would be interesting to see. And I, I definitely want to see Colorado. They're actually, because they're central division, we play them three times. Uh, we get them twice this year at home, which is kind of cool. So two chances to see the cup champs. Yeah. Yep. That will be good. Um, all right. Do you want to talk free agency? Let's do it. All right. Uh, a couple of names off the board already, right? Evgeny Malkin gets signed yeah. uh, about two hours ago or so. Uh, <laughs> four years, six point million. Pittsburgh is going to be awful in three years. Uh, and they're sort yeah. of just piling all the bad contracts up for that time period, which makes sense. Uh, with the big one is Johnny Goudreau. Uh, you know, a you know, the best player, really, mm-hmm. in Calgary. Uh, and for the Canucks, this is big, right? This is... This is a division rival who was one of the best teams in the division this past year. Taking a big step back, losing yeah. Johnny Goudreau, maybe potentially Matthew Kachuk on the on the board as well. Uh, a big, big hit to the Calgary Flames. Maybe Goudreau and Kachuk don't like each other and they had to choose one. No, I mean, we're talking about a guy who had 115 points this year. No, he was very good. And they're gonna so, lose him for nothing. Yeah, think of how so, much value if he was an RFA. Think of how much value he'd have, right? Like we're talking a couple firsts. Yeah, we're talking all this other stuff. He is going to get absolute, or the Calgary's gonna get absolutely nothing for this guy who scored forty goals last year and had seventy-five assists. It's gonna make the year that we always complain about the Canucks losing Ham Hughes and Verbata in the same summer for nothing. It's gonna, you know, that's gonna pale in comparison to this. Yeah, Goudreau had an amazing season. The one thing, Parker, that I've seen some people say is, despite this good season, Calgary has not won anything while he's been there and, quote, the acknowledged, one of the acknowledged leaders there. But I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it makes sense to let him go. Um, the Brad Tree Living, Tree Living said it was a – they did everything they could, but he, he was very respectful, he said, but uh, they respect Johnny's decision because it's a family-related decision. So I don't know if that means – like family, older family, it means his current family. I, I don't know. That, that yeah, Gujar's even Gujar's agent said, look, Calgary did everything they could. Yeah. Gujar doesn't want to play there anymore, basically. Yeah. Uh, they offered him eight years, over 10 or 10 plus million dollars a year. Is that for sure? That's what they I did? think. I think 10 was the number that I that I saw. OK. Uh, and he said no. So you got to think. I mean, the, there's rumors the Islanders are willing to offer him seven by nine million dollars yeah. a year. Yeah. Uh, which I, I don't think it's it done. I, I think Johnny Goudreau makes 10. Yeah, uh, actually, great point. I, I have a co-worker who's diehard Flyers fan, uh, so we always talk hockey, and he said that a lot of people in the know have been talking that Philly's going to offer him 7, which is the max you can offer him, times 
which is Ooh. more in line with what you were saying. Yeah, and that you know it's, it's a big chunk of money. I, I think lots of the name or the teams floating around are the Islanders, who are rumored to be making an offer. The yep. Flyers and yep. the Devils. Yes, those um, three. Yep. Because that's sort of where he was from. I think he was from like East Jersey or something. Uh, so being in sort of that metropolitan division, you know, sort of grouping. Uh, you got to think, though, if you're one of those teams, you might be upping your offer a little bit because you don't want one of the other teams to get this guy, right? Yeah. You know, you're, you're not only paying to have him on your team, but you're also paying, if you're Philadelphia, to not have him on a divisional rival, um, which could play a, a big part. Uh, obviously, only seven years instead of eight, which is a bit of a hit. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I think he'll be doing okay with his, you know, 70-plus million-dollar contract that he gets. And how badly does Goudreau want to win? Because... Philly, they're not really close to contending. New Jersey, nice young pieces, but they're not very close. And Islanders, you know, they're kind of up and down, kind of disappointing season. So yeah. you're, yeah, you know, um, we're not hearing it's Boston or it's the Rangers or teams that we would say are a lot closer. So that's going to be very interesting to see for sure. And it comes down to what what do you want? Or do you want the most money or do you want the best chance to win? Yeah, right. It's not the Rangers, it's not the Hurricanes yeah. uh, being being rumored. Yeah. It's it's the Islanders who missed the playoffs this year with 84 points. It's mm-hmm. the Devils who had 63 points. It's the Flyers who had 61 points. What right. would you do if you were him? Just, just not, don't tell me a team, but at that point, do you want to win or do you want to make as much money as you can? Obviously, the, ideally, it would be both. But. The thing is, I don't think the money difference is very big. Yeah. Right. I, I think it, it really comes down. It's not more about winning or money. It's about winning versus where do you want to be? Right. Uh, that's you, a good point. Do you want to live in, in Raleigh or do you want to live in Philadelphia? Right. Yeah. Um, that's sort of the, the difference. Um, True. For me, I, I'm wanting to win games. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'd be fine. Especially if I have $70 million, I can yeah. make wherever work. I can live in Raleigh, North Carolina. I can be the. <laughs> fourth richest man in Raleigh, North Carolina, right? Like that's not, that's not that bad. Yeah. You're right. What's the difference between 65 and 70 million at that point, right? You want to go to where you want to live and that gives you a chance to win because the yeah. money, yes. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Right. That's like, that's like someone making, you know, 108 versus a hundred thousand dollars a year, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not life changing, but if you're I'll, at a much better yeah. spot, it's much better. So where does he go? Where does I don't he go? know. Not Calgary. Not in our <laughs> conference. Not in our division. Can't yeah, start to worry about him anymore. Yeah. The big thing is is Calgary's getting worse, uh, which yeah. is pretty crazy, right? They they won the Pacific Division. They are really on this uptrend where you'd look you'd think it, you'd look at them and be like, hey, they're they're about to hit sort of their their peak, and this is where they're going to really compete. And it just sort of falls apart. Right, they lose Goudreau. They might be on the verge of losing Kachuk. They might be on the verge of losing their top two players. Mm-hmm. Uh, their best defenseman this last year was Chris Tanev. There's no shot he's going to be as good as he was last year, right? Most <laughs> likely, or at least not healthy for 82 games. Yeah. Um, from what we've seen, so this is you know they've sort of hit this this Winnipeg Jets level of of plateau, right? Where yeah. they got like competitive and good, but not for long enough, right? Because yeah. they're still Colorado. They're still Tampa. They're still you know, the Panthers, there's all these other teams that are, that are better than them and they might've peaked and they mm-hmm. might be falling down and maybe they finished third this year in the Pacific. Maybe they missed the playoffs, uh, which is going to be a big hit for Calgary and a, a real opportunity maybe for Vancouver. Yeah. And you're right. Clifford agrees with you. He said that Calgary's window may have already closed. Okay. Before we get to FF, 
uh, my favorite. And I thank you for checking in with me that morning. We'll get to him in a second. Uh, with Malkin, the one thing about him too is everything I'd read, uh, you probably read that article in The Athletic too, where it looked like he was done. It looked like yeah. he, they even tweeted out that he was going to test free agency. I guess um, Pittsburgh caved and they gave him that fourth year. Yeah, that fourth year was never on the table from Pittsburgh. It was yeah. always it was always three, and Malkin felt like he wasn't wanted. Crosby went over to his house just to sort of be like, hey, you know, <laughs> I don't really, you know, it's not about you coming back to Pittsburgh. It's about you feeling respected. And I wonder if maybe Crosby had some sort of impact. You know, maybe he goes to management and says, guys, it's, it's, it's Gino, right? Like, he's yeah. one of... He wasn't technically one of the top 100 players of all time, but he is one of the top 100 players of all time. Mm -hmm. You know, he is a phenomenal hockey player. Even if he's not healthy 24-7 every day of the yeah. year, he is still so effective. And the extra year doesn't matter for Pittsburgh. Four years from now, they're not competitive. They're right. going to be in Chris Letang's 41-year-old season. They're going to have all these other things. Crosby's probably going to be retired by then, right? Like... Mm -hmm. Their window, they've got one or two years left to to make a sh to take a shot at it. Probably not a, a super high likelihood of, of winning a Stanley Cup, but they've set themselves up for one or two more years to take a kick at it. Um, and losing Malcolm would have been a big uh, would have been a big hit uh, against that. Uh, so sure. what's what's wrong with making you know your years three and four of that contract? You're probably gonna have a worse team. You're probably gonna be uh, in a real cap trouble, but yeah. you are going to be anyways, right? You're Adding right. this Malkin deal just gives you an extra, you know, maybe an extra shot at, at getting something going. Exactly. It, it, uh, exaggerates or it helps your chances of doing better and winning now in the next two seasons. And it also makes your team, uh, even that much more trouble, uh, in the last two seasons, but that's okay. By the way, uh, Jaskarin apparently turned 16 today. So happy birthday, Jaskarin. Thank you for spending at least one hour of your 24 hours with us. We appreciate it. Okay. Happy birthday. Thank you for checking in with me. Uh, the Philip Forsberg watch ended pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I tweeted that out the morning it happened. And I said, what did I say? You I said, can I play in shambles, I think? Yes, 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 yeah. And I, I appreciate the love, brother. I was okay. Um, it was. It's always been more of a pipe dream for me, given uh, we have no money to sign them. We'd have to do a bunch of things. But uh, yeah, that, that was pretty quick. Yeah, um, like Nashville, Nashville's one of those teams that they're just, they're not really going to do much. They yeah. they remind me a lot of um, of Minnesota, but a little better, right? right? They're literally just a better version of the Wild, where they at least made the Stanley Cup Finals against Pittsburgh however many years ago, and it they had no real shot, right? Similar to the Sharks. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're a team. I, I don't think they're, they're winning anything. They they picked up the the second wild card spot this year, ninety seven points. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. really on the edge there of of making the playoffs. Right, only three points ahead of Vegas. Hmm. Um, I don't see much happening for them. Forsberg getting eight years is great for him. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's one of those things where the Predators are going to sort of stick around the middle of the pack. Yeah, you're, that's a pretty good description of them. They're very nondescript team and very much like the minnesotas of the world that yeah they're just kind of there they remember they were actually really good for for a while back when the cucks were good too they, they had some good battles okay so who's the number one with i guess it's gujo obviously he's, he's the number one target tomorrow as part of the frenzy with especially and malkin would have been up there but malkin's off the board now yeah it's it's definitely uh it's definitely gujo 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's number one. Kadri yeah. is is a yeah. big name as well, um, who was fantastic this last year and in the playoffs. Uh, yep. Only made four and a half million dollars this yeah. last year. Uh, put up eighty seven points and then another fifty in the playoffs. Oh yeah, he was amazing. He's gonna make a big raise uh, and deservedly so. Yep. Um, John Klingberg is a name that's out there as a as a big defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize he's already twenty nine years old. I thought he was. Yeah. I thought he was like twenty five. Um, but but Klingberg is up there. Um, Drew. Giroux, Older. definitely. Yeah. Um, I think Bergeron's still technically a free agent, isn't he? He is. Although he was kind of, yeah, I don't know if he announces anything tomorrow because he, he was kind of making it look like he was retiring. He was like hugging yeah. everyone. and <laughs> Yeah, that is definitely on the table. Uh, Andrew Kopp yes. is a name that's out there. You know, played for the Rangers a little bit, but the Rangers said they're not going to be extending him. Uh, yeah. He made 3.64 this last year mm-hmm. and put up uh you know he put up 53 points this year uh deserving of you know he'll probably make five five and a half million dollars right yeah. as a as a second line center yeah uh, which can be big um who else is yep. out there uh um, Palat. he's good Palat. Yeah, yeah that's that's a big name jack campbell if you're yep. talking about goalies campbell and kemper yeah Campbell and Kemper, um, Vinny Trocek is available. Yeah. Uh, that's sort of the big, the biggest name. So tomorrow morning is going to be interesting. Um, it's going to be. Uh, are I'm you have are you recording? Some... Like, are you going to react to anything, or only if the Canucks do something? Like, are you going to? I gotta, any... Let me look at my work schedule real quick. <laughs> Outlook is loading. Meetings. I'm busy from eight to about nine. 30 so i might miss a bit but if the canucks do anything i will be uh, i will be doing something but i i doubt they're going to do too too much i yeah the type of guys that they're going after you do not have to sign them at 9 a.m on july 13th yeah they're they're july 15th kind of guys yeah exactly you can wait you can wait the extra day or two yeah yeah oh fascinating this yeah this team okay so let's uh, and i got it the usual, I got to go in about four minutes. Yeah. Uh, I always have to leave early on Tuesdays. Are you fine? Here, here's a good question for you, Parker. Are you fine with the more patient approach that Rutherford, yes, they've done so much work on the, in the front office side and the coaching side and the athletic side of the human, de- whatever trainer side. And really only they've signed Kuzmenko, which is huge, obviously, yeah. but they haven't done a lot on the ice yet. Are you fine with that? Best I wanted. Best I wanted. Stage. I wanted to see something done with Goudreau, or yeah. not Goudreau Miller. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sign Goudreau while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. I wanted to see something done with Miller. Yeah. Um, yeah, at the draft, that didn't happen. Again, you know, I my real fear is is getting something done before the end of the off season with JT Miller, mm-hmm. because my nightmare is we get we're in we're February 2023. JT Miller has 28 points in 55 games and there the market for him has tanked, right? That's what, that is my big fear. Um, I think he got to sell at the peak. Um, yeah. but again, it's not crucial, crucial that it had happened yet. If it takes till, you know, August, you're still kind of okay, but it does get tougher. 
So you probably won't want to hear this, but Jim Rutherford in that same interview today says they feel no. Oh, I heard. Yeah, and he said, now if we get a week, a month away from the trade deadline, then maybe we'll get a little nervous. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> I'm nervous now, Jim. I'm nervous now. Can we get something going here? Oh, you, uh, we got breaking news. We have Evander breaking Kane. news. Evander Kane at are we talking 10:48 p.m. We have an Evander Kane. Uh, uh, Brennan Clark tweets yeah. out. Now, what's funny is Elliot Freeman eight minutes ago said late night go to bed, uh, but Brennan Clark uh, Oilers resigned Evander Kane four years, five point one two five, so five and an eighth yeah. of a million bucks. Um, that is uh, that is big for the Oilers. That is for sure. So twenty million basically over over four. Over four, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 20.5-ish. 20.5. Uh, that's the only tweet that's come out about it. Okay. So who knows, but that sounds, you know, pretty reputable. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't touch him. I, w- I didn't want the connection. They have no money, but. Oh, Evander Kane also put out a, a, a statement four minutes ago that confirms it. <laughs> uh, okay. That... So, yeah. Yeah. He will be in Edmonton. Uh, all right. Well, my friend, I'm going to let you wrap up next week. Uh, it's funny. We're scheduling in front of everyone here. I know my hockey game's on Tuesday. Do you know if you're playing on Monday night? I am. Okay. Well, we will. What time? 9.15. Okay, we'll Maybe talk. an early one Monday? Yeah. Can like I seven or seven before 30? dark? Uh, you figured out. You let me know. For you guys, subscribe <laughs> and hit the bell. Because I'm amazed uh, we somehow have 165 people in here when I scheduled this seven minutes before we went live. Maybe we should do that more often. <laughs> Apparently. I'm learning. Uh, so, folks, make sure you're subscribed. Hit the bell. Hit the like button. Clay's got to run. But this is going to be up in about 20 minutes on your favorite podcast platform. You rewind back to the beginning. Give us five stars. Clay's any, or Clay, any parting words before you uh, go? Thank you, everyone, for understanding. The Tuesday nights are tricky. I have an 11, o'clock, uh, 11 o'clock commitment. Parker, glad that uh, we made it work. You're, all, you're good. I'm good. Good luck tomorrow. We'll chat. Let's see what happens with the Canucks tomorrow. Parker, you will wrap up. Thanks, everyone. Happy birthday, Jastrin. Clay out. Have a good one, Clay. See you later. I'm just going to wrap up, folks. Thank you guys very much for joining tonight. I got nothing left in me. I just had a hockey game before this, so we're going to wrap it. Uh, Folks, make sure you subscribe to this channel for next week's show. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to my channel, Parker's Pucks. Uh, I will be dropping any videos if the Canucks make any signings tomorrow or any other signings that might pop up. And make sure you subscribe to Clay as well, Canuck Clay on YouTube. It's all linked down in the description. I hope you all have an excellent night. Hit the like button. Leave a comment while you're here. And uh, yeah, we will see you next week. Have a good one.